Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In honor of this year's Summer Olympics in Rio, we are going to discuss three sports movies. First up, Shower Khan leads a team of 16 female field hockey players in Shimit Amin's Chak Day India from 2007. Then, Farhan Akhtar channels the iconic Indian runner Milka Singh in Rakesh Omprakash Mehra's Bag Milka Bag from 2013. And finally, Salman Khan pins down the competition as a Haryana wrestler in Ali Abbas Zafar's Sultan from earlier this year. I like that. A uh, What did you have there? 16 female field hockey players. It seems like some sort of like exercise to get your tongue working. Yeah, that's 16 it. 16 female field hockey players. I, I do like to provide, you know, a bit of like tongue twisting exercises at the top of the show so that we can really, you know, get loose. The bourbon also helps. Yes, we're drinking a delicious Woodford, <laughs> which people who've seen Mississippi Grind may remember as the best bourbon. Well, I mean, Ryan Reynolds certainly thinks so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got this for my birthday and then we saw Mississippi Grind and they kept going on about Woodford bourbon and we were like hey we had that it's delicious yeah um anyways we have been on kind of a unplanned short break um we're sorry lovers we did not mean to take such a long break but uh it's been very stormy here in edmonton i mean i guess the closest we ever get to something like monsoon season and a lightning storm fried both our internet router and our six-month-old iMac. <laughs> well, it's important to note that neither of us were here. No. So we got home, and we don't use the computer that often, mostly just for editing the podcast. And I tried turning it on, and it went nutso on me. So. Well, first we discovered we had no internet, and without internet, we couldn't watch a couple of these films off of iTunes like we were planning on it. Mm-hmm. So then that delayed us. And then a couple of days later, we found out our computer was fried. So it's at the Genius Bar now, and yeah, unfortunately, this delayed us by a couple of days. But the Olympics kick off on Friday, August 5th, and we will have this episode out beforehand. So yeah. we're still somewhat in, on time. And feel free to click on the fine products offered to you by our commercial purveyors because we can use the money after things keep blowing up in our house. Yes. (laughs) Was there there a joke there? Yes, that was the joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've heard of jokes. Okay, yeah. So, the Rio Olympics are happening this year from August 5th to August 21st. Uh, Are we planning on watching them? Probably not. Probably not, no. Unless Canada does something cool, but it's unlikely. Yeah, I I can't say there's anything I really look forward to in the Summer Olympics. You like the the Winter Olympics. In the Winter Olympics, I like the figure skating. I grew up watching figure skating, Mm -hmm. and so I have a fondness for it. But every year, (laughs) every year, on the last day of the Olympics, I say to someone, Oh, when is the figure skating happening? And then they tell me it's the last day of the Olympics, and I missed all of it. Well, you're you're definitely not going to miss it this year because it's not on. No, it's, it's it's there's no figure skating in the Summer Olympics. Um, but this has given us the opportunity to talk about sports movies, and I'm going to say, Matt, I like sports movies hell of a lot more than I like sports. <laughs> this probably shouldn't surprise longtime listeners of the podcast, but yeah, um, sports movies are great and possibly one of the best reasons to make a movie, honestly. I I think it's a really fascinating genre. I think there's so many excellent films, and there's something kind of... I think because it becomes, you know, like, man versus self, right? It's it's about Mm -hmm. that journey of challenging yourself 
whether it's kind of a, a team sport and it becomes kind of team versus self or uh, an individual sport, it becomes a bit like challenging yourself to be like emotionally and physically the best that you can be. And I think there's something kind of inherently cinematic in that journey mm -hmm. that I find really fascinating when it's executed well on screen. It's also interesting to see human bodies in motion and that's oh, what yeah. sports provides. Yeah, and that's one of like, I don't know, my basic pleasures about cinema is seeing bodies on screen. And so I find like a really well-constructed sports film, you know, really draws me. And what are, what are some of your favorites? With really constructed actors is what you're getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I enjoyed all three of these quite a bit. Yeah. But, but just in uh, general. you know, the Rocky movies, I like those a lot. I liked Creed quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not so much in the beauty of cinema angle, but I do like Slapshot. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a solid sports movie. Um, it's got to be a baseball movie I like. I love Bull Durham. Yeah, Bull Durham's fun. Bull Durham's great. I also really like Field of Dreams. Yeah. Um, Moneyball, a different sort of yeah. baseball movie, but that was really good. Baseball movie is one of my, probably my favorite subgenre of sports movies. I, was, I also really like A Field of Their Own. It's really lovely. A Game film. of Their No. Game of Their Own. League of Their Own. A League that's of Their it. Own. Yeah, oh my that's, god. That's what it is. A League of Their Own, yes. Yeah. Um, really lovely film that, you know, kind of um I think you can see echoes of in Chakta India to a mm -hmm. certain extent. Um Personal Best is kind of mesmerizing. Yeah, you talked about it on that on your other podcast, didn't you? Yeah, we actually did it against it was a Robert Town, right? It was someone weird who directed mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, Lenny Riefenstahl's Olympia and Olympia Part 2. I mean, if you want to watch Bodies in Motion, uh, that's about the uh, 1930s Berlin Olympics. Yeah, the Nazi Olympics. <laughs> the Nazi Olympics, yes. Which you can see uh, restaged in the recent film with uh, Jesse Owens, or about Jesse Owens' race, hmm. which is not very good. Just watch Olympia. Also has nothing to do with the Akshay Khanna and Cyclely <laughs> Khan star race. No, nothing to do with them. Which is... Probably marginally better. Probably. But yeah, I'm sure we're missing uh, plenty of sports titles that we really enjoy. Well, let us know. You know how to find us, listeners. Just you know, send us a tweet. Yeah. And there's also Mary Calm. Yeah, Mary Calm, which we spoke about in our Priyanka Chopra episode. Yes. And would have probably made a lot of sense in this episode. Yes. <laughs> but I'm actually really happy with the three movies we watched. They were all really good. Yes. Um, so two of these films do actually feature scenes at the Olympics, and one does not. Uh, had we not discussed Mary Com on our Priyanka Chopra episode, we <coughs> might have included it here, but because we did, we chose Chuck Day India instead. Chuck a day. Which Chuck a day. <laughs> doesn't go to the Olympics, but I think provides a nice balance to the other two films because it's about. Uh, women, yeah, and it's about a team sport where the other two films are about individual sports. And field hockey is a sport played in the Summer Olympics. I feel like we actually learned quite a bit about uh, field hockey while watching Chakti India because yeah. I, I had no idea. Uh, I still don't know why the sticks are longer. It feels mm -hmm. like it's hard on your back running around and, like um, that. The length of the sticks depends on the height of the player. Sure, but I feel like if you get a longer stick, you can also hit harder slap shots too. Yeah. So. That's just the Canadian in me coming out again. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you uh why don't you set up Chuck to India for us? Okay. Well, Chuck to India was inspired by India's win at the 2002 Commonwealth Games. And uh the character that Shara Khan plays is also sort of based on a real guy, right? Yeah, they kind of uh came up with uh, his narrative and then discovered it was actually really close to a uh hockey player uh from the 80s and so they kind of 
there there's kind of a a, fig, a line of truth to mm-hmm. to parts of the story. So the movie's directed by Shima Damin, who mentioned before, and stars Shara Khan, who you've got down here. He used to play hockey back in college. That's awesome. Yeah, he did. One this, of the reasons why of he was drawn to the, yeah. the role. Yeah. yeah, and I thought, you know, going into this, I was thinking it's kind of a Mighty Ducks type scenario, but it's more of a nation-building project, I'd say, this movie. Yeah. So there's 16 players on the team, and I'm not going to say all their names. That's... You know, we're going to say all their names. Okay, well, well, hopefully I don't <laughs> screw them all up. Okay, you do have Feldraft. They're, they're known as the Chalk Day Girls. Yeah. Anaitha Nair, Tanya Abril, Shilpa Shukla, Arya Menon, Shubi Mehta, Shitrash Rawat, Kimi Laodawa, Masuchan Simik, Sandia Furtado, I'm just going to keep going. Okay. Nicola Sequera, Sagarika Gatke, Kimberly Mirand, Sima Azmi, Rainia Masuchanas, Nishanair, and Vidya Malvade. Nice. Uh, we probably messed up a ton of those. Uh, yeah. But, I, you know, I think it's really important to say people's names. We're trying to say people's names correctly. Um, and we do want to give... You know, every single actress in this film, a shout out because they all deserve it. Yeah, and so, as it's, uh, so I guess I can go into the story a little bit, but Shara Khan plays Kabir Khan, no relation to the director of Kabul Express, one presumes. But uh, he's a, he's a uh, um, field hockey player on the national team who is disgraced after losing uh, the championships. Mm -hmm. He takes a penalty shot that should have gone to one of his other players, but he's the cap and he thought he could could do it. Mm -hmm. And it's insinuated by the press afterwards that he threw the game to Pakistan. Mm -hmm. And you know anything about India and Pakistan? They they don't really care for each other a lot of the time, so this makes him a pariah. Um, So about six, seven years later, uh, he comes back to the association of... uh, uh, field hockey and says, "Look, I'd I'd like to coach the uh, women's team. Um, I'd like to get back in, and I well, feel he like doesn't really like approach them. They approach him. <clears throat> they need someone to coach the women's. They team need someone they to approach they, him. Well, they need someone, but he was ready to go. Yeah. So, but he was like he did, he was waiting for them. But yeah, he didn't kind of. Um, well, he comes into the meeting later on, and yeah. eventually, kind of butts heads with the uh, association leader, and yeah, he gets." What is essentially the best player from each province and a couple of uh, girls who are already on the team. Like there is three or four who have been on the national team before. And it seems like when you're in India playing a sport like this, uh, if you get to a certain level, you kind of become a government employee. Because one of the, girl, one of the women talks about the uh, apartment that she's given by the government mm-hmm. and how her family loves the apartment. They don't really like having her play hockey all the time. They're supported, and I think supported to a certain extent, but yeah, there is some support for them. Mm-hmm. And as we learn, the uh, the uh, f- uh, women's field hockey team is kind of seen as an afterthought to the men's, and seen as having no chance whatsoever at the finals, so they say, yeah, go for it, who cares? Yeah, not just... This isn't just women's sports, but it's women's field hockey, so kind of like, we're led to understand within kind of the hierarchy of sports in India, you know, cricket is the best, field hockey is kind of overlooked, women's field hockey really overlooked. Yeah, it's probably closer to something like Ringette here in Canada, yeah. which is designed to be the women's afterthought to the most popular sport. Mm-hmm. But I gotta say, 
Uh, I know we're going to do an episode of Cricket at some point, but Cricket is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and one of the sort of villainous characters in the movie is one of the women's uh, fiancés, uh, who he is a player on the national cricket team, and mm-hmm. he thinks he's hot shit. So he's like, yeah, you could play your little game, but don't forget who the moneymaker is around here. And yeah, I mean, field hockey inherently makes sense, whereas cricket... I've had people explain it to me a couple times. It's still whack bat to me. I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm pretty sure it is whack bat. So the uh, provinces represented by the national team include West Bengal, Punjab, Uttar Pradesh, Andhra Pradesh, Haryana, Mizoram, Manipur, Chandigarh, Jharkhand, Madhya Pradesh, and Ma- Maharashtra. Mahar- Maharashtra. Thank you. Yeah. So it's a real grab bag of uh, women from across the subcontinent. Mm -hmm. And they don't really get along. And one thing that we thought while watching this movie is that it is kind of interesting to see all the different sorts of people Mm -hmm. that you get from across the country. And one thing that the casting director of this movie did very well is have women who all look different and all don't really look like movie stars. Yeah, these, these women look realistic. They look like regular women mm-hmm. and you know i'm always telling people that india is as linguistically diverse as europe to try and explain how culturally diverse the country is and so i found a film like this really interesting because it's really talking about that diversity and about the challenges of bringing together a group of people who have these kind of long standing prejudices against one another mm-hmm. and to kind of overcome those opinions and come together as a team. And one of the big messages throughout this film is that you're not representing the province that you're from. You're not playing for that province. Mm-hmm. You are playing for India. And I found that... I, I think if you're not familiar with um, you know Bollywood cinema and kind of this aspect of... Indian culture, this film could be really eye-opening and really uh, help you start to understand the different regions. Yeah, just what they look like, because some of the women from the north could almost be Tibetan, really. They look like it. They look like Mary Kam. That's where she's from. Yeah, she's from Manipur, and and people do make racist comments to them, you know, and and kind of, you know, racist, very, like, Chinese-centric slurs. Yeah, doesn't uh, someone get called a... uh, fortune cookie or something like that something like that. uh and the the girl from punjab she's built like a brick shithouse honestly <laughs> yeah. she could break me over her leg she's awesome and she's kind of the uh you know the enforcer on the team and yeah there's a fun scene where all the girls um learn to work as a team <laughs> by beating the shit out of some guys at a mcdonald's which is awesome because like because they're cat- they're they're attacking the northern ones like these guys are yeah you know, yeah talking about them they're, they're catcalling them. They're saying, yeah. like, oh, you know, you're really attractive and all this other stuff. And it's um, it's the girl from, from Punjab who stands up and says, like, don't talk to my teammates that way. And that's, like, the inciting incident that brings them together, which is wonderful because, like, catcalling is the worst thing ever. And I think, you know, across the world, women have to deal with it. I was downtown today, and I was really glad that I don't work or live downtown because, man, the creepy-ass dudes offering to marry me mm-hmm. were insane. Like, why are these creepy-ass dudes offering to marry me, Matt? Maybe yeah. it's because they know you won't. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but I have no you time. You have an aura of singleness coming <laughs> off of you. <laughs> I have no time of day for these assholes. 
Um, and so I, re I really like that, that it's very much this kind of um, this issue that for the most part, women have to face that, that brings them finally together. Yeah, this um, is about halfway through the of movie. Their, of their coach, Shah Rukh Khan. Yeah, because he's, he's kind of a, he's an interesting character in this because I wouldn't say he's an especially cerebral person, but he is kind of a, a hard taskmaster who knows how to play people. Mm -hmm. Like, he knows that to get all these women on board with being a team, they have to be in opposition to something. So he drills them really hard. You know, some of them hurt themselves. They're all exhausted, and they start to actually really hate him. Yeah. And that's his plan. Yeah, he That says, and the assholes at the McDonald's. He says that someone has to play the villain. And he, I mean, he really believes that he can bring this ragtag group of girls together and that they can win. And so the first half of the film is very much setting up um, the team and getting them to work together. And then the second half takes place at um, the games in Australia. Australia. Yeah. Um, and it's very much about them having to face off against all these other teams that maybe have more experience than them. And different tactics than they're used to. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, like learning how to work together, but also learning how to be successful. Well, before they it's go to... It's a very to, different kind of learning how to work together because before yeah. they're just training and then they're actually like... They well, before they go to Australia, they um, they hear that they're not actually going to be funded to yeah. go to Australia by the association. And Sharik says, well, you know, let's, let's settle this on the field. I'll have my team play against the men's team. Mm -hmm. And... While they don't win, they actually do pretty well, which, you know, considering that the men's team has been playing together longer and, you know, physical attributes, can't lie about some of those. They can hit harder. They can, they can run faster, possibly. Yeah. But they actually hold their own after the, the first half, not so well. But then they start getting mad and they start scoring some points. And the men's team, you know, does the salute with their sticks and says... You know, you guys did a pretty good job. Yeah. And, yeah, that that's how they get the go-ahead, which is a nice scene. Yeah. And, I mean, we're not going to say what happens in the end, but it really is, like, you know, it's one of those sports movies that really gets you on the edge of your seat, and you're really, like, you're really, really rooting for them. And the action scenes here are incredibly well done. They were uh, directed by Rob Miller, and he won a uh, Filmfare Award for the action scenes. The film won overall five Film Four awards. It also won the National Film Award for Best Popular Film, providing wholesome entertainment. It was wholesome entertainment. <laughs> and uh, the script for the film was uh, requested by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences for, um, a, for submission to the Margaret Herrick Library. Hmm. So, you know, like... That's interesting. People have really noticed that this is, you know, a movie worth... Worth emulating, worth celebrating, worth yeah. discussing, worth studying. I would have liked a bit more explanation as to the rules of field hockey. I mean, it's it's similar to ice hockey, but yeah. <clears throat> we were wondering why there was kind of a slick noise as the the balls and the stick, the ball and the sticks ran down the field, and it's because they actually wet down the grass yeah. or the the astroturf, which is interesting considering. Uh, we just had the uh, women's FIFA championships in Edmonton last year, I believe. Yeah. And one of the main complaints raised is that no male team would play on AstroTurf, but the women's teams do. Yeah. And here, it's said that 
they, you know, we, we had to look this up, but, you know, they're playing on AstroTurf, but they're wetting it down because that's just what you do in field hockey. If you don't, for, for international competitions, um, you don't use terrain that the locals would know better. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like tennis, I guess, because you've got grass tennis, you've got clay tennis, you've got uh, um, AstroTurf, and you kind of have to know how to play in each one. Mm. Whereas a competition that only happens every couple of years, if everyone can train on the same terrain, then it's easier. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really think about it that way. I just looked up why they were wedding and read that. Well, was I, I I just remember that everyone. Well, a lot of people were kind of up in arms that the the women had to play on astroturf, which is pretty you know deadly if you fall down. Yeah, you scratch yourself up pretty badly. But I guess wedding it down kind of helps with that. But I guess you wouldn't get away with that in soccer. That's something we're still unclear about. Again, we're not sports people. We don't mm-hmm. we don't understand the sports. Although I did write an article about sports one time on the pulp. Oh, right, you did. Of fictional future sports. You did. Um, now, watching this film, Matt, I was really struck by it. I was really taken. I think it has one of the best kind of, you know, coach locker room speeches mm-hmm. that you'll see in a movie, and I'm such a sucker for those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really. I like movies about kind of team sports because I think there's something to, you know, having to bring this group of people together towards a common goal that you can really relate to. I would love to see a remake of this about the Canadian women's ice hockey team. I think that would be awesome. I don't know if it necessarily needs to be a remake, but it is a pretty simple story. Yeah. Just kind of dis- I I don't would you want a disgraced male coach taking over though? Um I mean it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a disgraced male coach, but you know If you can get Gretzky, would would you get Gretzky in the movie? <laughs> God, no. No. But a film about, you know, kind of, you know, Canadian women coming together and kind of having to um work with each other and it's not far off from Stories I've heard about the Canadian women's ice hockey team. Um, I had the opportunity to hear one of the coaches um, who did coach them to the Olympic gold medal in Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. Um, And she talked a lot about how the team had been on a losing streak. They kept losing. She was under a lot of pressure to kind of whip them into shape and get them to work together. And she talked a lot about how difficult that was dealing with women, you know, coming from all over the country. And I mean, I think Canada is a bit more homogenous than India. Um, but we're also very diverse. Especially terrain-wise. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these women, you know, had really kind of given up a lot to play sports, but we're also balancing, like, families and children and careers and other things to do this. And there are a lot of challenges that these women have that a lot of men don't necessarily have because it's a lot of NHL players who Mm -hmm. end up on the Canadian team. Yeah, they're all rich. Exactly, who go to compete for the Olympics. These women are not. No, they work at Home Depot. Exactly. And so, like, I'd really... I don't know. I guess I was just swilled with... Swilled. I guess I was just kind of filled with this sense of national pride watching this film, which I understand... Uh, you know, people in India were as well. It became a bit of a sensation. And the song, Chakta India, is very much a sports anthem now in India. That I really, I just want to see something like this about Canada. And, you know, we are a country that loves our hockey. Mm-hmm. Where are our hockey movies? There are some, but... It seems like even a Quebecois film 
could do this. Mm-hmm. They're the only film industry we have, so they might as well try for it. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. Well, it's true. <laughs> you know it's true more than most. Yeah, I do. But, uh, yeah, speaking of the song Chak Day India, we're going to yes. throw to that right away with a song sample. Yes, here's a song sample from Chak Day India, the song Chak Day India. Featured in the film Chak Day India. <laughs> So that was Chakta India from the eponymous film Chakta India. Yes. But we're not talking about that anymore. Now we're going to move on to the next movie on our list today, and that is Bog Milka Bog. Which means run, Milka, run. Yeah. So it's based on the autobiography of Milka Singh, who's often called the Flying Sikh. The Flying Sikh, yeah. Who was a runner in the 50s and 60s who broke lots and lots of records for... India, but never achieved gold at the Oscars. Uh, <laughs> never achieved gold at the Oscars. He never did it. No, obviously, I mean the Olympics. He never he, got silver or bronze either. He only replaced fourth. Yeah, and the movie tries to explain what was going through his head at the 1960 Rome Olympics mm-hmm. when he was running in the 400 meters. And, yeah, he just kind of broke. It's based on his autobiography, The Race of My Life, which he wrote with his daughter, And uh, interestingly, you told me this, the rights to the film were sold for one rupee under the agreement that a portion of the uh, proceeds made by the movie would go to Singh's Foundation for Poor and Needy Sports People. Yes, one rupee amounts to about 1.5 U.S. cents. Mm -hmm. So he really wasn't in this to make money, but to, you know, use his story and the opportunity that he had, you know, to have his life adapted to this Bollywood film to, to help people. I can, really only, I can only assume that he probably waited for the best uh, team to come along. Yeah, he had several offers. Yeah. yeah. The, the director on this was Rakesh Umprakash Mira. And uh, Aaron, why don't you tell me a little bit about this uh, story? Sure. So it's a biopic of Milka Singh. Uh, Farhan Akhtar stars as Milka Singh. Haven Malhotra stars as uh, one of his coaches, his coach while he is in the army. Yogrash Singh stars as his other coach when he's His working, coach Ranveer Singh is the working name towards of the his Olympics. Coach, yeah. uh, Sonam Kapoor also stars as one of his love interests. And, For some reason. <laughs> and Rebecca Breeds, who I think might be the best white actress I have seen in a Bollywood film. Yeah, she's fantastic. She is great. She is a... It's almost as if she's not some Norwegian person that wandered by. <laughs> yeah. She is a uh, love interest uh, when he is at the Melbourne Olympics. She's Australian. The film covers uh, quite a breadth of Milka Singh's life. It opens at the 1960 Rome Olympics, and that is very much about the decision that he has on whether or not to go play in the... Indian Pakistan games shortly thereafter. Yeah, the friendship games. Yeah, uh, run, not play. I guess you don't really play when you when you run. And um, he's somewhat hesitant to do this, and we then kind of flash back and are told his life story, and we learn of how he 
escaped the partition um, between Pakistan and India uh, by himself, how he was orphaned at a young age, and how he struggled to to really to get where he currently is as kind of India's main athlete. And it's a really, it jumps around a lot in time, but it's a really moving story about the triumph of the human spirit and how one can overcome and deal with these incredible traumas that that we face in life and 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 sing had to face quite an incredible trauma of seeing his family murdered as a young boy yeah it kind of has a citizen kane aspect to it because yeah i guess um we've got minus the kind of like unreliability and being an awful person (laughs) yeah but like we've got pavan malhotra and yograj singh who are talking to a functionary from the indian government as they go on a train ride to shandigar where he lives and you know malhotra talks about meeting him in the army yeah and yograj singh talks about you know training him on the indian national team we don't actually get him talking about his own life it's usually someone else explaining Mm -hmm. why this happened and i mean obviously the scenes set pre-partition are coming from his experience but in the in the way the film is you know set up it's actually him being explained to us which i thought Mm -hmm. was really interesting and you know citizen kane-esque i will say it Mm -hmm. yeah and it's really engaging because it kind of doesn't I, i like that it's not a traditional linear narrative it is very much kind of like we put flashbacks inside of your flashbacks mm-hmm. i think we were three flashbacks deep at one point yeah but it really functions on kind of the sense of emotional logic that bollywood films do while still being narratively consistent and we visit the partition era scenes a few times before we finally see what happens quite a few times yeah. and so when we do i think we have the weight of kind of all of the experience that we've seen since that we understand how all of this shaped him mm-hmm. it's very kind of complex but deceivingly simple way to you know really flesh out a man you know to to explain who someone is and it's very i mean by the end of this film i have tears streaming down my face it's so moving and it feels effortless but it's not there is so much working there on kind of a script level to get you to this place that you understand this person as a human being yeah i wish more i mean i I guess i don't want a hollywood version of partition but i wish more people talked about it here because it was like one of the biggest migrations of people in human history and like a million people died as Areas that were, you know, relatively harmonious became either, um, you know, Islamic or other religions. Mm -hmm. And it's affected a lot of people in Canada. Like I said, I mean, it affected a lot of people all over the world. But when we were watching this film, I really said, like, you know, I really feel like, you know, the Alberta, like, school curriculum should cover things like... Partition. I mean, we get a lot of stuff about World War II and yeah, I mean, et cetera, it's, and it's French equal, Revolution. Yeah. But I think things like this are just as important. Well, it's it's as important as like the Holocaust or the Ukrainian Holocaust, the mm-hmm. Holodomor, and we do hear about those. But we also have a lot more French people. We have a lot more Jewish people. We have a lot more um, 
uh, Ukrainian people, especially in Alberta. There's lots mm-hmm. of Ukrainian people. So, I mean, that's the way the curriculum's kind of uh, bent. But you'd think, I mean, we're not in junior high school now, but there are quite a few, um, you know, South Asian people living here now. Maybe it is addressed. Yeah. I, I wish it would be. Well, I mean, when we went to um, the theater and the other day, there was a lineup outside the door to go see uh, Bambukat, a new Punjabi film. Yeah, lots of Punjabi, lots of Sikhs live in Edmonton. Yeah. So, you know, we were there to see uh, a Chinese movie, which maybe we'll talk about that at some point. Hilarious <laughs> movie. But yeah, it was. this was a Sunday afternoon and it was packed for was, yeah. the newest Punjabi feature. But getting back to Bad Bukabag, this is actually one of the first... Bollywood films I saw and it's really really stuck with me I think not just for its emotional arc which I find kind of incredible but also because it has some like really really exciting dance scenes there's that yeah I mean you're a big fan and I would say that this doesn't fall into the masala mode there aren't characters just inserted for comedic purposes no I will say that the romance between uh Farhan Akhtar and Sonu Kapoor is really the downside of the whole film. Yeah, I think she is the weak link. Um, but it still, I mean, has some of those masala aspects. Like I said, like these dance sequences, like there's an amazing one at uh, among uh, the army recruits mm-hmm. uh, when, when Milko Singh first joins the army that like is so utterly masculine. Like here are all these men that just dancing and there's nothing feminized about it. And I remember the first time I saw that, I was just floored, floored, and so elated to see like how happy they were to be like dancing together as a group of like mm-hmm. army soldiers, and nothing was feminized about them. It's like pure masculinity. I'd be I interested also... to learn more about Bhangra, actually. Like, yeah, I've seen Bhangra class. When did it actually start? Because he would have been in the army in the fifties. And could that conceivably have been a dance you would do? I, I would assume so, yes. It's, it's one of the ones that goes way back. It's not kind of based on modern, you know, dance styles or music that's out there. I think things are always evolving, but I get the impression that Bhangra is pretty traditional. Hmm. I know I've taken Bhangra classes, but we didn't cover that. It was you screwed good. in the light bulb? Yeah, or picked mangoes. Yeah. Yeah, you can call it what you want. Um, and then there's also this incredible dance sequence at an Australian country western bar that just, mm-hmm. like, I mean, my jaw's on the floor. Um, and there's an excellent training montage. And I know you like a good training montage. I like the training montage. I will say that our next film, Sultan, has two amazing <laughs> training montages. But uh, the the idea in one of the you know training scenes in Bog Milka Bog is that he is sweating so much that he walks over to a bucket, he squeezes out his shirt, and he's almost able to fill a bucket. <laughs> and his buddy early on accidentally drinks a glass of his sweat, which is really gross. But and Farron Akhtar, that's, that's such a good like visual metaphor yeah. for just working a lot. And Farron Akhtar looks amazing in this film. He's pretty ripped, almost dangerously so. He's very vascular. He looks amazing. Yeah. He, it's an excellent shape. Yeah, he must have lost, I don't know, 50 pounds, really, because he's, he's just no body fat whatsoever on that guy. Yeah. Uh, now, the film won seven Filmfare Awards and three National Film Awards, including mm-hmm. <laughs> the award for the 
Wholesome Entertainment Award? Yeah, the best popular film providing wholesome entertainment. I have to look yeah. at the full title of that award. I wonder if Sultan will pick that one up this year because it sports. I mean, unless you're delving into the seedy side of it. Yeah, you're Tanya Harding yeah, movies. Or the way that certain people go a little bit crazy when they get money. I mean, you could Or def- doping. You or know, the, doping. The Lance Armstrong film that just came Yeah, out. but for Her the most mind. part, like, a good old-fashioned sports story about someone who just wants to be the very best, like no one ever was. Yeah. And going out there and doing it. That is something that the whole family can enjoy. <laughs> it's wholesome entertainment. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I really like Bhagavan Kabbalah. I wish they would have focused less on him and Sonam Kapoor, but assuming, uh, like Mary Com, that uh, the still-living historical personage had some involvement mm-hmm. in the creation of the movie, I mean, that was, must have been an important thing that he wanted to address. Yeah, Sonam Kapoor... She's the love who gets away. Yeah, the, the character that Sonam Kapoor is playing is based on a real mm-hmm. love, love interest in Milka Sing, Sings. I think it does kind of drag the film down a bit. Um, we should also say that there's like a rather steamy scene with um, Rebecca Breeds. Yeah, the Australian girl. Yeah, and I, I like the Australian girl a lot more. I She's think she great. has a lot more personality, a lot more energy. And there's just like this great like sexy shot of them on the beach and her doing... Sorry, her... Him, lying on his yeah. back and him doing a push-up with her on it. And she's wearing like this cute 50s bikini. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking I was talking to you about this when we watched it. But I feel like if this had been a fictional story, his relationships with women really are the driving force of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, early on, his his sister also survives and they meet up in a refugee camp. Yeah. And her husband's abusive towards her. So he feels the need to stand up for her. Later on, he meets Sonam Kapoor, and at this point in his life, he's become kind of a gunde. He's He's got a gang of kids, and they're stealing coal because mm-hmm. they need to live. And he, you know, he decides, I'm going to stop doing crime. I'm going to, I'm going to you know, join the army. I'm going to make something of myself. I'm going to be so good that they name a day after me, which they do at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, when he hooks up with the Australian girl, he makes careful note to tell her afterwards, after he loses the race, that... In his broken English, because he doesn't really know English that well, that it's not her fault. She kind of felt like maybe she distracted him, but no, it was all his fault. And then after that, uh, the um, a woman on the Indian swim team, right, the mermaid, Mm -hmm. she comes on to him, and he's like, "No, sorry, I have to train." He's he's got this this number in his head. He wants to beat the world record for four hundred meters, and it kind of is like an undercurrent throughout the movie that he's doing this. Either he, he's proving himself for women, right? Yeah, I think it also really sets him up as kind of like a very stand-up person. I mean, mm-hmm. like this this film, you know, is very much about the things that Milka Singh has gone through and how those things have driven him to be an honorable person and not a angry one. You know, mm-hmm. not someone who has given up on the world or let these traumatic experiences define him, but he's overcome them. And so I think, you know, the way he treats women and the way he treats everyone is a testament to that, you know. Like, yeah, the most he'll get is competitive. Exactly. Or, I mean, like, he does at one point kind of, like, try on this one guy's jacket without permission and then he gets beat up but really i mean the most kind of 
negative attribute you see a, you see from him towards other people is is his competitiveness he's and like, stealing to live. But that's you know that's the Les Miserables thing, right? Exactly. I mean, everything is is justified, and I think it's you know it's to this film's credit that none of this seems really forced or really one note or really like they're glorifying him too much. Mm-hmm. He really well, just there, feels like a person. There is the scene, which is pretty gripping, but after he's been beaten by members of the Indian team yeah. and his his leg and his foot have been gored with uh, cleats, yeah. uh, he, at this point, doesn't really like wearing shoes. He's ran barefoot his whole life. And he tries to put on a pair of shoes, but his, his swollen feet won't fit. He's determined to win this race to get onto the Indian national team. And he runs, and the bandages fly off of him at a certain point. And while highly allegorical, that could be taken as maybe a little bit over the top. But maybe that's what happened. I mean, I, you know, again, like, I don't find anything, like, that it's glorifying to the point that I'm rolling my eyes. I mean, it's still a movie, you know, and, yeah. and I think you want those moments of triumph. It feels triumphant. Yeah. More than, like, it's this empty glorification well and more than it's idolatry i guess and that's something that sultan actually explores is glorifying an athlete and right. what could that can do to a person right so um, maybe it's time we should move into sultan our sure. last film. we love bob nekobag though loved shakti india too yeah. and sultan i feel like you were less you know into because it is kind of your bog standard salman khan movie but if you want to watch one of those this is a pretty good one yeah and this movie is doing gangbusters. It made it to the North American top ten um, at the box office the weekend it came out, playing in you know far less theaters than the rest of the films. I saw that it's that it's currently list. approaching third highest ever, which is Dune yeah, three. It's getting there, yeah. Yeah, so it could conceivably knock Amir Khan out of the top three. Oh no, and because he's got PK. Well, yeah, there's one. there's PK, but then what? Bajani Bajan. And yeah. then Sultan? I mean, I don't think it's going to beat PK. But that's really interesting, though. It's just the two of them fighting over it. Yeah, I mean, I'm speaking of Amir Khan, Dan Gull, another <laughs> wrestling pic- picture, is coming at the end of the year, starring Amir Khan. Yeah, that one's looking interesting, too. But for Sultan, directed by Ali Abbas Safar, and it features Salman Khan, Amit Shad, Anushka Sharma, and Randy Puda. And, you know, as members of the Randy Puda Appreciation Society... <laughs> We are really happy to see him here. Yeah. And it's about Salman Khan playing, I forget his real name, but he eventually calls himself Sultan. His name is Sultan. Well, he has like a full name, but like he he just goes by his first name, Sultan. And he is a lovable doofus (laughs) who lives in Haryana, which we've come to learn afterwards is a pretty rural, not exactly cosmopolitan place. Yeah. Kind of seems like Alberta. Maybe a little bit like Alberta, yeah. And uh, in order to win the affection of Anushka Sharma, whose father runs a wrestling academy, and she herself is the lioness of Haryana, really good at wrestling, you know, national level good at that point, he decides he's going to become a wrestler. He's going to sacrifice everything to become the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, because wrestlers marry wrestlers. Dentists marry dentists. I don't know. I don't understand. Well, it, it was a little bit confusing because... You do have Salman Khan looking like the giant beefcake he is. And we're to believe that he's never, ever thought in his life, hey, maybe I should go into wrestling. 
I'm super fast and I'm very strong. Ah, uh, you know, wrestling never really you know came up. He's also like in his twenties. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't really fault uh, a three cons movie for having the main character play a teenager all the way up to sixty years old. Yeah, this has a bit of a structure like Bad Mojo Back too, where um, Amit Shad is like the founder of this MMA wrestling sport. Yeah, he, he's got a he's got a promotion. I think you call it a, uh, a MMA promotion in India. Oh, okay, in India, and. He, it's not doing well. They're not getting big audiences. And his father recommends to him that he go seek out Sultan, who has become kind of older, pudgy, and is no longer who he once was. And, and like, like the girls in, like the women in Chakta, India, he's been given a government position. Like he, he works in the water department in Haryana. It's kind yeah. of his sinecure for doing well, a good job the in sense sports. I don't think the girls in Chaktania are going to have a government position. They, they, they probably won't, but right. like they, they also get subsidized by the government. And then his, his kind of reward for doing well was to get a job. Yeah, exactly. And so job too. one of his friends kind of tells his backstory as to why he's become kind of this broken down individual. And then in the second half of the film... He's got a pretty good reason to. Yeah, sort of. And then in the second half of the film, we see kind of how he overcomes this and joins this MMA group and kind of regains his legacy. Yeah, Randy Puda plays the crusty old trainer who is much younger than Sultan. But, you know, he... He what? He was kicked out of MMA for being he got tricked out of kicked out of MMA or something like. There's some reason why he's a super badass who isn't an MMA fighter anymore. Yeah. The fights they they're in a parking garage. It's very it's very edgy down there. He's got a lot of locks on a wall. Yeah. Every every person he trains gets a lock they put on a wall. He chases uh, Sultan around on a motorcycle, telling him to move his fat ass around. Whereas back in the day, he could outrun a train. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And uh, we should say, Sultan at one point does go to the Olympics and win gold. <laughs> this is fictional. Hilariously enough, though, <laughs> Sultan's adventure at the Olympics with Anushka Sharma, like they, they go as a team. No, she can't go. Right. That's, the, that's one of the big things. But yeah, for a while there, they're working as a team. They're going to national events and I think even the Asian Games. But yeah. she can't go to the Olympics for a reason I won't go into. But they, you know, the amount of time they spend on the Olympics in this movie is maybe two and a half minutes. Even Sultan thinks Still it's... Still counts for our episode. Yeah, it counts for our episode. But it, even Sultan kind of thinks it's the Olympic, Olympics as an afterthought. Yeah. And the World Wrestling Championships, that's his goal. He yeah, wanted to he do that. Yeah, he those, he'll be king of the ring. Yeah, he wanted to be known as king of the ring. So, Aaron, I know you're not the hugest fan of Salman. I like him a lot. I, I like him. But I think what this movie does to the traditional Salman Khan character, which Sultan definitely is, right. is that it adds a level of pathos and tragedy based on his own, you know, ego. Well, I mean, I don't know if I go so far as pathos and tragedy, but I think there is kind of a metatextual critique that you can make about his character here. So, you know, he starts out um, chronologically uh, in the film. He starts out um, as kind of this lovable 
doofus who believes that, you know, all women should love him and all men want to be like him and that he can do no wrong. And then he makes mistakes and mm-hmm. he kind of takes advantage. He makes pretty big mistakes. Yeah, he takes advantage of the people in his life and he neglects them and he lets his ego get in the way. And he really has to acknowledge that and overcome that in order to kind of regain uh, his dignity. And and so I think there is something about the kind of older, out-of-weight star trying to make a go at things again and how, you know, people laugh at them and then, you know, kind of winning out in the end. I think there is kind of something integral to Salmonzo career, you know, starting out as this kind of romantic hero and then having this dip and then coming back with Wanted. And there's still a lot of people who will point and laugh at his age, you know, that he still is playing these uh, these big burly men, these big like burly characters opposite these much younger stars um, and that he still kind of parades his body around. But I think, you know, in this film, he in ways addresses that and says, no, I am awesome. No, you you can't bring me down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really appealing. Well, it like I was trying to get into with the ego thing. Usually a Simon Khan character is essentially blameless. Mm-hmm. He's a lovable fool yeah. who, you know, by no fault of his own gets mixed up in problems. But this time he definitely does make decisions and he pays for them. Yeah. Which oh, yeah. is a nice spin on the character. With, yeah. And you don't get that a lot with him. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm finding that between this and Bajani Bajan, that the typical kind of Salman picture is becoming a bit more sophisticated. Um, at least in terms of kind of themes. I don't like this film as much as Bajani Bajan. Um, but I do think it's like, it's very crowd pleasing. Mm-hmm. It's very engaging. It's very emotional. And I like that ultimately it really is a love story. Mm-hmm. You know, of the three films, this is the only one with a really strong romantic plot. Yeah, Check to India, to its credit, has doesn't really try to do that at all. It doesn't shoehorn anything in. No. I was actually kind of waiting for some starlet to be hooked up with Shah Rukh Khan, but it never actually does. No. Which is good. Yeah, you don't need that. Yeah, and I think if you'd had him kind of starting a relationship with one of the players, that would have um, really marred... Yeah, it's pretty creepy. (laughs) His... uh, They do mention that at one point. Yeah, I mean, one of them tries, but it it really would have marred his kind of... his heroic status within that film. I think you would no longer be able to see him, uh, you know, as this honorable coach mm-hmm. um and in bag you know the while well, the his relationships with women um both those that are his family and those that he's pursuing romantically are important to the film it's very much about him and we Here, don't ever meet his eventual wife too no no who was a captain of the uh, women's volleyball team yeah she may not have wanted to be in the film or they just thought you know My, for I, dramatic purposes we should focus on times of strife for him rather than a happiness also it might have not fit into the timeline of what they were doing yeah um and, or me and maybe she didn't she maybe she didn't want that part of possibly their life or, or he didn't want that part of their lives uh shown um but with Sultan, you know like salman khan's driving force is this love he has for anishka sharma now i don't really like who plays arfa 
I don't really like how he meets her and then pursues her to the you point You don't that like she the original me cute of her hitting him with her motorcycle and then punching him in the face? No, I like that. Yeah. But I don't like how after he meets her, he pursues her and pursues her and pursues her. Well, I gotta tell you something about so, Bollywood movies. <laughs> I mean, that that's a fairly common character I know. trope. Till like, she can't say no anymore. I find that kind of a little problematic. But overall, I actually do really love the character of Arfa. Mm-hmm. And I think she's a very strong-willed character. She's not um, kind of your typical Bollywood starlet. She's not overly feminized. She uh, is a wrestler. Uh, that doesn't mean she doesn't get to, like, get down and boogie in some dance sequences and wear some amazing clothing and, like, get you know, dolled up at this uh, this one wedding scene. Like, she she looks amazing. Um, but... Great songs in this one, too, I'd say. Yeah, but she's not shown as weak and in, in, in kind of a, like, she doesn't have feminine weakness. And when kind of there are things that are holding her back to a certain extent, because she is a woman, a woman... Those are played for strengths and the sacrifices that she makes for mm-hmm. Sultan and for herself and for her family, I think are really admirable and come from very kind of relatable and empathetic place. And I think there is a lot of strength to that character in those moments and in those decisions that she makes. And I, I think, think you understand oh. everything that she gives up for Sultan well, Sultan doesn't appreciate that. And I think I think that's an important dynamic to see, to see kind of how women are taken advantage of, and that doesn't make them any less strong, but how men can kind of take for granted being men. Do you know what this movie is? What? It's Pride and Prejudice. Oh my gosh. Okay. It, it totally is. You love... Okay, by the way, for anyone listening, Matt loves Jane Austen. Yeah. I can't stand Jane Austen. But it, it isn't about... And I can't find Aisha anywhere legally to watch for us to discuss the Bollywood Jane Austen adaptation. It is about two people who are very, very driven individuals yeah. who, after kind of a... You know, it's a misunderstanding in Pride and Prejudice and in this there's a family tragedy that occurs, but who find themselves driven apart and eventually come back together through the intervention of friends and also by virtue of being awesome. Yeah. I don't think I'm out on a limb here. I think there is something to that. Well, I mean, all romance plots are either um, Pride and Prejudice or Wuthering Heights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, so, I mean, it's got to fit into one of them. Yeah. Which themselves are Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast. So yeah. it's got to fit into one of them. Yeah. Uh, I will also say a completely other tactic from... Uh, Jane Austen, I thought the fight scenes in this were fantastic. Yeah. Um, I feel like the physicality that you can get from Salman Khan that you can't get from Priyanka Chopra, for instance. The the boxing scenes in Mary Come were okay, but they were really edited in a way so as to not e- either have a body double or you know not see the full effect of the fights on her. Let's Whereas be in, fair, though. That might not be Chopra. That oh, yeah. might be the director's It could decision. be in her rider. It could be anything. No, but it might be the director's decision of the way he chose to edit those scenes because I think you do get a lot of physicality with Chopra in a lot of the yeah. training montages. In the training montages, yes. Uh, but in, in Sultan, the fighting is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, acrobatic in a way that actually exists in MMA and very, very physical. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the... Tra- Super gay. 
But yeah. <laughs> That's MMA for you, though. <laughs> um, I will also say, you mentioned before the training montages. Two training montages. <laughs> we get young Sultan's training montage of becoming the, you know, the Haryana, the king of the ring. And then we get old Sultan's training montage with, you know, Randy Pudi yelling at him and him being generally exasperated. You love a good you training montage. Both, you get both of the two kinds of training montage. Either a young yeah. person trying to get good or an old person trying to get good again. What did you think of the songs? I thought the songs were really good and I thought... For a movie that didn't necessarily need to have interesting staging and costumes for that, um, they really went out there. Yeah. Uh, the um, one not- of them is very MSG Messenger of God. Yeah, the one <laughs> with like uh, these Punjabi guys with like dyed blue beards. Yeah, and, like lights everywhere. That's the one about uh, the the electricity that's flowing through them. Yeah, and you get interesting like. Uh, carnival scenes and weird like art tractors that these biker (laughs) dudes are riding around on that was really cool and i also like the baby go bass song that's a great song that's a good song great song yeah and uh the dance in that i think is awesome i mean salman khan is not the best dancer but i i love the way he lumbers around well he's playing with that too he's you know he's wiggling his butt around and like oh hey check this out and the sultan theme also wonderful it really like pumps you up for this film I could do without the weird song that, like, Sultan sings that becomes, like, an internet sensation. Yeah, I went to the bathroom during that part, but, yeah, he, he sings a song about how much he likes Anushka Sharma. Oh, and he, he does the he, weirdest dance move he where does, he, like, falls to the floor and, like, raises his hips up and down and, like, looks at you. It's Oh, it's so weird. And he does a spin into kind of a b-boy thing a bunch yeah, of times, and this uh, becomes a YouTube sensation. Uh, yeah, you probably didn't need that, but it also is part of the... The story of how the MMA promotion needs, like, an Indian connection. So why not have lovable doofus? Uh... No, I think it's just shoehorned in there, so there's another song. Possibly. I don't think it props up the plot in any way whatsoever. That did you, you can totally do without it. Did you like the focus on uh, pressure cookers? <laughs> I did like that. I really liked that, actually. Yeah. Uh, his, first, uh, his first sponsor when he's an MMA fighter is for pressure cookers. Yeah. And this guy named Tiny and his pressure cooker factory. They're all cheering him on. Yeah. I, I like Sultan a lot. I would definitely watch it again. Yeah. No, I like all three of these films. I would say Sultan's my least favorite. And Chakta There's India. something to sports movies that make them kind of rewatchable, too. Yeah. Because it's not a mystery where once you know the ins and outs of it, it you know, you're kind of going back for the craft of the movie or just to see how it was done. But sports movie, you generally know what's going to happen. Or you could look it up if you wanted to. Yeah. And it's it's the fun of getting there and enjoying the the ride of being, you know, on board with them. Yeah, I really want to start adopting uh, Zodiac motherfuckers' uh, way of rating films. Yeah. Um, and if I were to adopt it, I would say that Chak De India and Bagmakabak are not optional. Yeah. And Sultan is optional. Like that's ultimately how I feel about these films. I would say all three are not optional. And I would add the caveat that I feel like Zodiac would probably like Sultan the best. <laughs> okay. That's the sort of thing he likes. Zodiac motherfucker, if you're listening, please let us know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> and is it okay that we uh, use your scoring system for cinema? Yeah. Well, we credited it properly. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. It's yeah. not trademarked. <laughs> Uh, well, that brings us to the end of this Olympics-themed episode. We are sorry that it's late, um, but hopefully uh, you've enjoyed spending this hour with us discussing these films. 
We will be back in uh, about two weeks, a little less, because this episode has been out late. And we will be discussing uh, Varun Dhawan, uh, who recently had a film come out uh, opposite John Abraham Deshoom. So we'll be looking at that film, as well as uh, two of his previous films, Budlapur and main Terra Hero. So please join us for that episode. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well... You can uh, check us out on Facebook. Look up Bollywood is for Lovers. You can like us there. We occasionally have a little chats there. But uh, the main way to get at both of us is through Twitter. You can find me at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. You can find me at Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. The podcast itself also has a Twitter account, Bollywood Pod. Yeah, uh, and our surprisingly popular Tumblr account. Bollywood is for lovers.tumblr.com, where Aaron puts the fantastic show notes. Subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, where you could also leave us a review. We'll read all reviews out on air. And on Audioboom. Yeah, Audioboom is our main platform for mm-hmm. putting the podcast out, and we always like uh, working with them. So, with that in mind, uh, good luck to all the participants at the Rio Olympics. I hope you stay healthy in a more dangerous environment than you would normally want from an Olympics, and <laughs> yeah. especially the Canadian and Indian teams. I hope you do well. Chak Day India yes. and Chak Day Canada. And Pakistan's Indabad, by the way, because we love Pakistan. Chak Day Pakistan. I don't know if that's what it means, but... <laughs> it means go. Yeah. Like, go Pakistan, Pakistan's go India. Oh, we're going to... Go we're, Canada. We're going to cause a rift. <laughs> People are going to get mad at us. But anyway, we'll, we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you for listening.